four score and New this morning, we're getting our first look inside. Welcome to First Hand, the podcast where we hear firsthand accounts of the most important moments in history from the people who lived them. I'm Devin Field. I'm Greg Gallant, and we are back, baby. We're back. Welcome back, First Handers. First, first Hand of Darkness. Yeah. Hand, 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 um, hand, 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 man. hand, 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 God. Hand. What's up, God? Yeah. I don't know. Hey, that'll be yeah. what we call our fans. We'll call them God. We're going to call our fans God. So, um, you know, God bless you, God, and all the gods listening. Um, and this really gets nicely into, I think, a whole new approach this season. Yeah. It's, a, it's about, you know, it's, uh, well, it's, I don't know what it's about, but it's exciting. As you guys know, we like to do a whole new approach. Every year. Every year is a big new approach. Get any kind of traction going or anything like that. Right. Any rhythm. You know, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But our podcast has been very we're broke. Yeah, we're broke. We are broke. Uh, yeah, I guess we should just say this hand this season firsthand sells out. We're selling out. We're selling out. Um, it was brought to our attention uh, by ourselves um, mm-hmm. because we're not on a podcast network. Uh, that mm-hmm. The fact that we're not on a podcast network means we're actually not making, I, I'm looking at the numbers here, any money. Uh, yeah. I. It was brought to my attention by uh, Chase Bank, by Visa. Uh, <laughs> I, am, uh, I wish I had no money. I think that's an old, uh, someone's stand-up bit from the 90s, I'm sure, but <laughs> right. I wish I had no money. I've got a lot of negative money right now. Yes, I guess in that sense, it was brought to my attention by my landlord because they were letting me know that, hey, um, these checks you're writing are not working at all. You know, I fuck landlords. Let's, landlords. What, what do you say we sick God on them? Hey, God. Hey, God, God, go ahead and smite your landlord. What's your landlord's name, Devin? What's your landlord's name? Uh, My landlord's name is Sherry. Sherry. That's right, folks. The landlord was a woman. (laughs) And why don't you guys go burn down her house? Interesting, huh? And also, you know, maybe God is a woman. Maybe. Maybe, so, although our listener numbers don't. Yeah, the listener data would indicate otherwise. God is predominantly our male friends. <laughs> white men. But not only white men. Hey, that's, that's part of selling out is trying to broaden the tent, yes. you know? So we have been doing a history thing for a while. We've said over and over again, this is a history podcast. And I think I snooze. Snooze. I think I snooze. I think, I'll be honest, a lot of those episodes, I was asleep while we were recording. I think yeah. that was helpful as a defense in court for some of the stuff that went down. That's uh, true. Real quick to sew up season two, I I somehow got off the hook for legal stuff again, I think. Um, yeah, and also we weren't in hell. Turned out we weren't in hell. None of us were dead. Turned out that the bullet I fired hadn't actually gotten me tooed um, for sexually harassing someone. I'm glad we're clearing this up. Yeah, because God was wondering. 
God. God, all the gods out there were wondering <laughs> what happened. So history's not making any money. We know you little fucking pigs don't want history. No Wink, one wants only you God. want your you want your TikToks, huh? Yeah. But gods, here's the other old fans will be referred to as gods and yes. new fans are pigs. <laughs> That's right. So well, welcome pigs. Welcome pigs. And I want to differentiate not cops. Okay. No. We don't, we don't condone police officers listening to this podcast. No, 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 no. Um absolutely. We've had a couple on that, of them on as guests. They usually wind up shooting me. Not that I'm trying to like co-opt anything. Yeah, um, I, maybe we should just move on <laughs> and just say, welcome pigs. Welcome pigs. Non-cop pigs. Non-cop welcome pigs. Welcome to First Hand Sells Out. Say First Hand Sells Out. First Hand Sells Out. Celebrity gaffes. That's what we're doing now. Bloopers of the stars. This is what people like. They like clicking on Daily Mail articles about a celebrity spilling their coffee all over their fucking shirt. Yep. Yep. Well, I'm in talks with Devin to get him to change his name to Perez Devin. Um, (laughs) We're in talks. We're in talks. How's that going, Dev? I mean, uh, my people will circle back to you uh, because the people at the name change office are telling me no way. (laughs) <laughs> they don't often just flat out refuse a name change though. yeah especially one that's like not outwardly or, or overtly offensive or disgusting in any way yeah. you know, or like clearly a joke i think they're just like the response i've been getting is this is dumb and i don't want to be a part of it oh well that's tough to hear i but yeah. it was not the first time i've heard that from a name change office and that's right uh, so we're doing celebrity gas now and you know we had a I would say long debate, but really it was a quick back and forth about what to do first. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I think there's one that sort of stood out to us as being the preeminent celebrity gaffe. The of ultimate our, gaffe. Of our long and undetermined lifetimes. And that was a little something that we commonly call the wardrobe malfunction. Uh oh! I hear the clicks coming in right now. Do you like that, you little pigs? We got some sexy celebrity gaff coming your way. That's better than fucking the Berlin airlift or whatever the fuck we were gonna do. Who remembers? Uh, yeah, we're putting a little bit of celebrity gossip in the old trough for you piggies, and it's slurp it up, you animals. <laughs> so this year, also a little something that's gonna change. I. You know, I felt bad that I was making Devin do a lot of the work, a lot of the legwork. So I'm going to be right. doing these little uh, historical recaps at the top here to take. Yes. Take Normally, a I would kind of give a summary of the event we were going to be discussing, um, which would be brilliantly cut and paste and lightly edited from Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, and um, Greg, you know, stepped up and said, hey, I'm going to take a crack at that. Um, I, I wanted to take it off your plate, and, and so mm-hmm. I did. And I, I hope I've done as good a job as you did. You know. Hey, let's find out. All right. So real quick, I got to hold on. I guess I got to donate a couple of dollars to Wikipedia. <laughs> you don't have to do that every time you open. So you are up. opening Wikipedia right now? No. 
no, no, that was just a, I just got a notification that I meant to do that. Obviously, I've done this research ahead of time. And we lived it, obviously. So you and I both know. Uh, all right. So Super Bowl 35, mm-hmm. February 1st, 2004, Panthers, Patriots, Tom Brady, friend of the pod. Uh, Good friend of the pod. Um, gods will remember that we had on... I believe what turned out to be an alien was true. Yeah. Um, I don't remember and I don't care to. Yeah, me neither. Uh, so the halftime show was produced by MTV as part of the Choose or Lose initiative, which, of course, um, in 2004, Americans wound up opting for lose. Uh, and we got, mm-hmm. And we got George W. Bush again. So the halftime show starred a bunch of people, but mostly the important ones are Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. And at the end of their song, Justin uh, sort of pulled on the costume and exposed Janet's breast for what amounted to approximately half of one second. Uh, This led to MTV being banned from being a part of the Super Bowl halftime shows. Uh, what was initially a $27.5,000 fine that eventually turned into a $550,000 fine that was then eventually voided by a Third Circuit Court of Appeals. How's that, Devin? That's pretty dry. Yeah, that's a, that's extremely dry and uh, really, you know, took the sexiness out of it, which I appreciated. Well, speaking of sexy, to, to shoot some sexy back in, let's move as... Oh, okay. All around speaking of pigs. All around good guy. Yeah. <laughs> and famously uh upstanding morally when it comes to yes. sex. Blacklisted Janet Jackson from all the networks and stations. Her with uh her invite to the Grammys that year uh was withdrawn and she was forced to step down from the role of Lena Horn that she was gonna be playing in a biopic. Um they made the correct calculus there, sensing that it was the Lena Horne subject material and not the Janet Jackson star turn that would have drawn people to that movie, which is why we all remember that Lena Horne movie that came out in the mid-2000s. Totally. I mean, you know, people think of Ray. I think of Lena. Yeah, I think of Lena. I think Jamie Foxx won Best Actor for Lena. That's right. Well, that's it. I mean, hey, pretty good summary. Thanks, man. A little cribbed, but pretty good. What does cribbed mean? I don't know. Abbreviated. Oh, okay. I thought you were doing another MTV thing with cribs. No. Have you been on cribs? Have I been on cribs? Yeah. Yeah, once. I was on um, intern cribs, which is just for people who had interned for MTV, which I interned for MTV casting in, I want to say, 2010. That feels real. Um, that is real. Uh, and, I mean, everything uh, is real. but Everything is real, but that's extra real. And, um, you know, they came to my apartment and they sort of took one scan of the living room. and They said, I think we're canceled. And oh. that was that. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's tough. That's feels a lot like your interaction with the name change office. Similar. We're hearing no's all over the place. All over. Well, you know, it's at this point that we have to reiterate the tried and true premise of this podcast, which Mm -hmm. is just a true fact about ourselves, that we are something of a, and God's 
I wish there was a better way to explain this. Ah, pigs, I wish there was a better way to explain it. We are something of Forrest Gump's. The Forrest Gump types. We have experienced every major event in history, and that includes these big sellout celebrity gaffes, Mm -hmm. you freaking goons. Uh, We are Forrest Gump types. We're also Larry Crown types. We're Sully types, but that really doesn't come up much in the podcast. Just just in the sense that we were on the plane that Sully Mm -hmm. flew. Yeah, Um, it's... It's we're very similar in that like he saved the plane and mm-hmm. we sort of caused we're there. I was flying it. with three giant suitcases full of bird seed and I think right. it attracted birds. And, and I was trying to take down a plane. So yes, you were hijacking the plane. <laughs> yeah. So so we were involved in this halftime show. Greg, how were you involved? Um well I got to say, this is another one of those that I look back on with a little bit of regret. Um, I, I, was, I was in my football days back then. I was playing a little bit of football. Um, so it was Taylor's oldest time. I was um, a 32-year-old who had not played organized football since middle school, in, living in L.A. and not even really exercising very often. And I was, I got spotted throwing a wicked spiral at a local park. And they said, even though you're not really in shape and you don't know the plays, you just have so much raw talent. And I was signed to a one-year contract at league minimum for the Carolina Panthers. Wow. Pretty exciting. So I was backing up Jake DeLome and... So you kind of invincible your way onto this team. Kind of, except where he spent a lot of like time working and like still playing football and practicing and working out and stuff. And it was the invincible guy who wakes up at three in the morning every day to pray and work out and shit. That's yeah. Yeah, or like commit a hate crime or something. Yeah, yeah. That's him. Yeah, Philadelphia. Um, so I just kind of had that raw natural ability dev and so i was there i was you know we're down at halftime right i haven't played yet coach says we're saving you we don't want to tip our hand and have everyone preparing for this amazing talent but at halftime we're down and i'm like coach it's now or never and he's like all right go on you're going in so now's my moment right but you know, I love MTV. I love rocking the vote and stuff. So I'm like, let me just turn on this halftime show real quick. And I, uh, well, I saw, I saw what happened. And I don't mind telling you, Devin, long story short, I became too, for lack of a better word, too horny to go in the yeah. I was fully aroused. I, 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 and it lasted the entire second half and we lost. And wow. I still think, you know, that would have changed history. That would have been one less ring for Tom Brady. I think I would have beaten him so badly that he mm-hmm. probably would have retired or at least had his confidence shattered. Something, something would have thrown off his trajectory. If you see a breast for half a second and you're not 
extremely turned on. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. You're not a man. You're not a red-blooded American man. Amen, brother. And you're you're definitely not a man who's on these experimental Latvian testosterone drugs that I was taking at the time so I could get boners. And so I didn't have a choice. So this it was a very – I agreed with all the backlash. I agreed with all the backlash. I mean, this ruined my football career. I think you experienced what a lot of men all over this country experienced, which yeah. is we saw one second of a woman's bare breast, mm-hmm. um, mostly obscured, mm-hmm. uh, extremely hard to make out. Mm-hmm. And you became uh, violently horny. Insane. I became literally insane. Uh, I, should, I said it lasted through the second half. I should say it lasted a, a good part of six weeks. Uh, well, I hope you called your doctor. <laughs> No, because those phone calls to Latvia are really expensive. I couldn't long distance. It was a once a year check in sort of situation. But I, I, um, I, yeah, it it killed my career. Oh, I I forgot to mention the recap. Justin Timberlake was fine. Nothing happened to him. And I agree with that backlash too, because he wasn't making me violently horny. Yeah. Justin Timberlake didn't make me horny, you know. I can say that a hundred times and it will never get less true. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, but I don't know. So it's another one where I feel like so many of these we do are kind of bummers for me, but that's another yeah. one that's a bummer for me. Yeah. So, so that was my experience with the best. How were you involved, Devin? Well, you know, Greg, I, as I mentioned earlier, I, was an intern at MTV's casting department in, I believe, 2010, perhaps 11. And the way I got that job was I was the producer of the halftime show in 2004. So they had my name from that. It's a good stepping stone gig, I feel like. It's really good. When I, you know, was a freshman in high school and I (laughs) applied for that job, of producing the halftime show, mm. I did it as a fucking joke. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing this thing as a lark. My buddies and I are on, you know, MTV.com and they have an open contest. To, Does anyone want to produce the halftime show? And they go, You do, you do that, Devin. You love pageantry. <laughs> and I go, I'm forever. All right. And so they, they fucking hired me. And it does seem my- like a lot of MTV stuff is produced by high school freshmen. Ideally, yeah. yeah. Well, no one is better at appealing to the target demographic than the target demographic, okay? Mm-hmm. Do people want to watch TikToks made by people over 40? You tell me, pigs. I know you don't, yeah. okay? God, I remember being on the set for um, Teletubbies, and mm-hmm. it was kind of a nightmare because it was run by babies and yeah. toddlers, and everyone was an infant, and it was... It's amazing the show got made, I'll be honest. Well, I don't know if you've ever done a set visit for the Kaminsky method, but it, it is uh things move slow. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so suddenly I'm thrown in the deep end. I'm producing the half Super Bowl halftime show. And Greg, I worked my ass off because here's what people won't remember about the halftime show that year. This was not just Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. This was a whole slew of legendary artists, a veritable cavalcade 
of musical talents, giants, titans of their industry. I'll be honest, I couldn't name a single one of them all. And this is what pisses me off, okay? Because there were so many talented, talented people in here, okay? And no one remembers any of them, all right? So here's what happened. I planned this whole amazing show. I go, okay, first, we're obviously going to start with Jessica Simpson and a marching band, okay? That's a given. You know, that's obviously where we kick this off. Right. So I get Jessica to just kind of shout at the crowd and introduce this wonderful marching band that plays some outcast songs, even though outcast was not, you know, a guest. So that was a fun workaround. That was my way of getting some hit numbers in this show. In addition to being introduced by Jessica Simpson. Are you kidding me? Okay. So she comes out, she does her thing, the marching band. Then Janet Jackson, blah, blah, blah. She does a song, blah, 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 whatever. Who, who gives a uh, shit, truly, you know? Uh, most people, I feel like you're yada yadaing like the most important part of No, it. no, no, because I'm getting to P. Diddy. So <laughs> P. Diddy is right after that first Janet song, okay? And he is coming out. I tell him, go with, hey, he came, he came to me with a, a coat with a fur lining on it. He said, what do you think of this? I said, hey, you got any bigger fur? He goes, I, I got just the thing. He comes back with a bigger fur coat. I mean, he is ready to go. He's rapping one of his terrible songs, takes off the coat to reveal a fucking Panthers jersey. I mean, this guy, this guy was killing it, okay? And it's at that point that the show, I'm producing as I go, you know, this is already the best Super Bowl halftime show of all time. You're producing as you go, like in real time? Well, I produced a little bit ahead of time. I put the pieces where I needed them to be. But then, you know, pretty quickly, I was like, I think I'll, I'll, I'll improv this. So in the Uh, moment, on the day, you're being like, do this song, do that song. Yeah, I'm calling audibles. I'm going, Diddy, go. You know, I'm doing, Janet. Go, you know, I'm okay. just calling it like I see it. So at this point, I go, we need something big. So that's when I have the biggest musical artist of our generation, Nelly, hmm. drive onto the field in a weird toy Cadillac thing. Okay. Okay. So I then, mean, and I, then your jaws hit the floor. Okay. And then after that, you pulled out the, the big guns. No, that was the big gun. This is Nelly, okay? He's got a, this is Nelly and a whole cheerleading squad singing, oh, Nelly, you're so fine, okay? I mean, what gets better than that? Nelly's doing a duet with Diddy. This is the height of musical culture in 2004. This is as good as it gets. I can't, or I mean, is I can't it, or is it, that. Greg, because what? here comes Mr. Kid Rock, okay? And it was my idea. This was my one bit of pre-production I did. It was my idea to have him come out in the American flag poncho and to scream, my name is Kid. Yeah, we we know how it. Hold on. This is longer than I feel like it. Rock. And then as soon as he finished, we put up the Chiron Kid Rock so that people would know who it was. And that actually happened. And that's in the tape and you can watch it. Um, 
That's pretty funny. So that was, you know, at that point, bow to bow. The crowd is going absolutely apeshit. Okay. You think this thing is over. And frankly, I hoped it was over. But then they said, no, we're going to have Janet come back out. And guess what? She's bringing her little boy toy, Justin, you know. So they finish it up. He rips her boob off or whatever the hell he did. Um, and then, you know, I come away going, well, that that stunk. But at least the, the whole 80% before that of the halftime show was the coolest shit any of us have ever seen. And then I'm, then I'm you know, logging on to MySpace at the time. And I'm seeing the buzz is oh, nipples, nipples, nipples. All I'm seeing is a word nipple. I go, did everyone just watch Meet the Parents for the first time? You know? And the Robert De Niro milking scene. Right. Like, did everyone just watch the milking scene for Meet the Parents? This is what I'm screaming at my family. Was and that the case or no? It was not the case. They were talking about this fucking boob or whatever. So... Quickly, that became the story of the day. That was all that happened. And the hours that I had spent, which again, was not very many because I was doing it on the fly. But the effort that I had put into producing that show went completely unappreciated because it was totally overshadowed by the railroading of one of the great Black female artists of our time, uh, you know, and pushing her into media obscurity uh, for simply following through on a routine that she rehearsed ahead of time. Meanwhile, a white man is actually did the thing is able to continue on to greater success than many recording artists will ever know. You know, so people were talking about that instead of Nelly in a car. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. To me, it makes sense. I feel like that's a, I don't want to what? yuck your yum here, but I feel Please like... Please don't yuck my yum, Greg. Please don't. I mean, the Nelly... I don't remember the Nelly. I'm going to Google. Tell you what. I'm going to Google. I got my yeah. laptop in the studio. And yeah. yes, here's what, you, here's what you should Google. The greatest show in human history. That's what okay. I will Google, and I'll tell you what comes up. Tell me what comes up, because it should be Nelly in the middle third of the Super Bowl 2004 halftime show. Okay. okay. It's a thing about circus. There's a documentary Fuck about it. the circus. I no. kind of agree. The circus blows. There's no, no way I, the circus is. No, it's not. No, this isn't some Hugh Jackman sing-along. Okay. This is real music. This is Nelly and some cheerleaders Nelly promoting Cadillac Escalades. Okay. Images. I'm not going to lie, man. I Googled Nelly Super Bowl car, and I'm not even seeing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm seeing Nelly in cars, but not at the suit. And actually, what comes up before it is a picture of a halftime show with Timberlake. This is disgusting. I'm this sorry. is This is Nelly erasure, Okay. I this guy wore a freaking bandaid on his face for years, and to be forgotten like this. Yeah, what'd you say? It was an Escalade. Maybe if I change it to Escalade, it, it doesn't matter. I, it, it was, it was, it's sort of an Escalade, but it's really functionally not a real car like you've ever seen. It's, it's actually a very confusing image. Yeah, I, I literally can't <laughs> cannot find this image anywhere. Well, trust okay. me, it's real, and I worked hard on it, and it pisses me off. But that and that and after that, my Super Bowl halftime show producing days were done. Are I you, did it like two more times, and that was it. 
it was nice that you were able to move up to be an intern. Yeah, that really helped. It was unpaid, and it was a, uh, about an hour and 45-minute commute total wow. uh, both ways. And, uh, you know, I think I really helped them narrow down some of the casting for um, Bo Burnham's sitcom and Teen Wolf. And in the end, it's important to leave a legacy. There it is. I didn't leave one. I mean, no one remembers the stuff I wanted them to, but yeah. Oh yeah, I meant the Bo Burnham MTV. Thing. The Bo Burnham thing, yeah. yeah the show, the show was quickly canceled. Oh bummer. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get in. Then uh, we talked to some people who, dare I say, might have even had more of a connection to this than us. We dare. It wouldn't make a ton of sense to say this episode because we were both pretty connected to it. Yeah. I don't know. Just take a break and we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll probably edit the commercial before this point. Welcome back. Hey. To First Hand. It's, it's still me, Devin, and it's still you, Greg. That's right. And we're and we here still talking. Have guests. But we still have guests. We're still okay? doing that. You didn't think we could do it for season three. You didn't think we'd book anybody, but we did. Okay. And yeah, it took us a while. Yeah. And yeah. We got a lot of, you know, a lot of who is this new phone mm-hmm. this type rejections, but yeah. we're back. And we found some of our old friends who were also at the Super Bowl in 2004. Who were witnesses to this, you know, insane happening that was the Super Bowl halftime show. And up first, our first guest today, we have someone who was was very directly involved in specifically this, I believe, this wardrobe malfunction. Uh, I believe they're involved in the, the costume department of the show. Please welcome, and I think I'm getting this right, Rick Santorum. Yeah, that's, that is my, look, okay. Every time I go into a podcast, it's not, I'm not that guy. It is okay. so fucked up that we have the same name because I'm nothing like him. That's okay, man. Uh, no relation whatsoever. But yes, I am. My name is Richard Santorum. Why don't okay. you go by Richard then? No, I go by Rick. I'm not letting him ruin this for me. It's a, it's a Michael Bolton office space situation where you exactly. don't, he sucks. So why should you change your name? And what's worse is we were born the same day. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. so the same day, the same year. So you, you guys are essentially twins of a kind in a way and Mm -hmm. i'm ungoogleable as a result oh (laughs) yeah Yeah. in fact you actually because of dan savage you're you have a google problem with your last name yeah no one Uh, that was the last fucking job i got the super bowl i mean for many reasons uh one being the malfunction the other being it is impossible to google my name and not see uh something about wet shit i don't even remember what it was yeah uh, listeners do yourself a favor stop down and google just the word santorum hey, don't <laughs> well i you know i'm sorry to add to your google problem but i think the listeners would like to this know is- the definition and maybe see some image results yeah and this is why we're selling out rick I mean, we. They, this is what these pigs want. They want celebrity gossip, and they don't want history. And they, you, they want to Google Santorum and turn your safe search off and hit that images tab. Hit I'm feeling lucky, even you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, we're happy to move past your name and Thank into you. one of your greatest professional failures. Okay. Um, 
Well, I'm sorry, but I, I don't know if you want Maybe you could just explain to the I was doing, whoa, my part of it was great up until Justin fucked it up. And I think he did it to get back at me. So basically what oh. happened is, all right, mm. so here's the thing. I don't hear too good out of my left ear. It's a problem. Whatever. <laughs> Move past it. Janet Jackson calls me up two weeks before the Super Bowl. She's like, hey, I need an outfit for the Super Bowl. I hear I need an outfit for Super Bowl. I'm thinking she's going to Super Salad, needs a nice dress for some gala or whatnot. I'm like, I can do this the day of. I'll pull a, a gown out of my closet. Who gives a fuck? She right. She's just calling up a costume professional saying, I'm getting dinner with a couple of friends in a few weeks. Exactly. I was like, she's trying to impress someone in front of the croutons. I don't know. She wants something that is going to uh, keep spills away from her legs. I don't know what she's doing, but I don't ask questions. My career, I hate it when I spill on my legs, by mm. the way. Can I yeah, just it's say? the worst. And I have a gown that prevents that it's i mean oh, i haven't cool. been able to get it to anyone because my career is ruined but uh, anyway uh. morning of she calls me where's the dress where's the dress rick and i'm like the what oh shit you need that like what's it you need that today right and she's like yeah i'm going on stage in the super bowl in an hour i'm like oh fuck the super bowl i didn't hear that so i quickly cobbled together a dress and by the way i did a great job for how little time i had it was yeah like, it looked like if uh, like an old uh, medieval shogun was just yes. in a BDSM getup. I fucking killed it. And that's exactly. Yeah, did you, did you just have like old costume armor laying around or from yes. like a Ninja Turtles movie or something? I worked on the hit 2003 film Black Knight featuring Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence, yeah. You know it. Yeah. You're familiar. Uh, mm-hmm. I, and, I love it. It's the most faithful retelling of uh, Mark Twain's A Connecticut Yankee. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners, do yourself another favor, favor and just Google um, Shogun BDSM. That's another good one. <laughs> I'm giving you nothing but phrases to Google right now. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the original costume I created for that, I was like, all right, so you guys want something that screams sexy Shogun? And they were like, no, just a night outfit. And I was like, okay, I did already do the Shogun thing. So I got to repurpose it when this came around. I gave it to Janet. I'm like, here you go. And she's like, this is uh, great. What do you like? Is there anything I need to know about it? I'm like, no, it, I just, you know, I sewed some titties onto the thing and I thought, great, we're good. And then Justin Timberlake calls me. And he's like, hey, what should I wear? And I'm like, I didn't fucking know I was dealing with you too. So oh. I give him some pants I had left over from a fucking subway shoot. They were Jared from Subway's pants. Those and were Jared pants. Before or after? Oh, well, obviously. Well, obviously before. Because yeah. after. He's not a part of the company. After they're just normal pants. They're just normal yeah. pants. They're sex creep pants. I'm not getting into sex creep pants. I'm not holding on to sex creep pants. So anyway, I give him the pants. He goes up on stage. They're all bunched up at his legs. He looks ridiculous. He looks like a Gene Co. ad. And he was yeah. not happy about it. So he's like, I'm going to show everyone how shoddy this material is. And he decides to rip off the tit on stage. And oh. everyone's mad at old Rick. Oh my God! So you everyone backstage was going. Rick Santorum did this to us. That's right. I'm so sorry that you went through that. Just all the miscommunications that led to that. um, You know, which were not your fault, despite not really listening to a phone call that you received. Okay, you listen to every phone call you receive, huh? No, no, I don't. So you know, glass houses, glass stones, or whatever the saying is. Yeah, yeah, don't throw glass stones, Devin. Don't throw okay. glass stones at me. <laughs> okay, I'm I'll not. see right through those stones, you motherfucker. Now, okay. Rick, 
Rick, I feel like there's a lot to unpack here, but I, I do want to, up top, why not put the phone to your other ear, to your good ear? Mm. Because that's not how I was raised, okay? Interesting. In my, in my house, the phone's on the thing? left ear. Yeah, well, not religious, cultural, really. Oh, okay. In the Santorum oh. household, we hold our phones up to the left ear so we can use the right hands to point at other people and, you know, you know, you got to direct people. You got to go this. this I see. Your left hand. That mm. looks ridiculous. You, Look at me. You can kind of use your right hand to like snap at someone like, hey, give me a piece of paper to write something That's down. That's right. You, yeah. you used to do the, the international symbol for pen, which is just, you know, just waving your fingers. Right. Mm. Yeah. And when I and when I go to restaurants, which I still do, and I ask for the and I ask for a pen just to like draw something funny on the tablecloth. I do this and the waitresses never know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's they probably because they're using your wrong hand. Oh, yeah. wow. Right, wow. with the right hand, they'll be like, okay, that's a check. You do it with your left hand, they're like, what? Is he trying to tell me there's a duck around? Right, and I'm not. I'm no. not. Well, so, I mean, first of all, it's amazing that Janet loved the costume. And I gotta say, I love the costume. Thank you, know? you. And I'm sorry that the people at Black Knight didn't see that a Shogun costume would be totally appropriate for their medieval English movie. You notice how there isn't a Black Knight too? Didn't do well. Could have. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We could have been been two decades deep into the Black Knight cinematic universe. They had taken all Rick's ideas. Oh. Can you imagine Black Knight 8? You got The Rock. You got Statham. You got a little cameo from Helen Mirren. You got Charlize. It could be. John Cena's in there. Yeah. Huge. Tyrese. Little Chris is doing shit like, there's no way I'm going back in time to the. The medieval ages, and then you cut, and he is. That's yeah. the kind of jokes we could have been having. Now, now, Rick, I'm detecting something. Are you also a bit of a screenwriter? It feels like maybe you've got a couple ideas burning in that skull. Stop. No. <laughs> no. Look, I just, I love the stage. I love cinema. I love the screen. Yes. And yes. as a costume designer, you get little bits and pieces of it here and there, but you never get the true art of it, which is writing down the things that people say. And yes. yeah. yeah, sometimes I do it. Sometimes I'm on set and I just am like, man, if only if only they would do it this way, you know, if only Martin, uh, I almost called him Martin Luther, which would be problematic. If only Martin Lawrence <laughs> were to say the line this way, maybe the movie could have been successful. But no one wants to listen to me. I'm just the I'm just the dress boy. That's what they call me. They call me dress boy. They I get it. Dress boy. That's right. I get it, man. You're sitting there on set. You're cobbling together whatever Shogun bullshit. And you're looking at the guy who's writing the dialogue of Black Knight and thinking that's an artist. You know, yeah. like that's an artist. Right. What am I doing all designing costumes that will be seen by millions of people? Yeah. This guy's an artist. That's right. I'm over here living out Phantom Thread. That guy's over there living out uh, one of the many movies that's made about how great writers are. <laughs> Now speaking of Phantom Thread, did you did you <laughs> speaking of Phantom Thread, did you leave any secret messages in Janet's costume? Yeah, I left a little note that said, you know, don't tear the titties off. <laughs> I guess you oh. didn't read it. Must have been busy. Oh okay. Shame. It seems like you really did everything you could. I tried so hard. And you know what? The thing is, I think Justin saw that note too. And he was going for it. Yeah. He ripped. Wow. And so I guess let's take this moment to settle it once and for all. Okay, there's so much debate. Was that tearaway boob cup intentional or not intentional? Just tell tell us what happened with 
Okay. Look, look, if anyone out there who is looking to hire me for a future project is listening, let me just tell you, 100% intentional. I meant to do that. It was a request and I did it on purpose. And now I would love for you to just hit that 15 second forward. Just don't listen. It was a mistake. I fucked up. I fucked up so bad. I'm so sorry. I fucked up. It's all my fault. I'm so ashamed. Rick, Rick, we don't have that capability on our yeah. podcast of what seconds our podcast forward. is actually released on a different app that's like yeah. not so are you there, fucking you, serious yeah you actually you can't even go back like you have to sit down and listen to it in one go like, okay no well pause. then just you cut can't. that out just cut that out here oh, I'm just gonna actually, Ooh, Ooh, we don't our podcast have we don't have editing capability are you serious yeah uh, it's kind of a live to tape we're actually live recording this to vinyl. It's complicated. Yeah. It's the way Jack White records at Third Band Records. It, it's complicated. If why you, would you? Yeah, <laughs> if you leave the room while it's playing, it catches on fire. So you really have to sit there and listen to the whole Just thing. Gotta, I I should have asked about this before I came onto the show. This sucks. Yeah, well, sorry. You know, it does suck, but we can't. Yeah. If you got a better way to record a podcast. Then recording it directly to vinyl and later recording that vinyl to a podcast app that doesn't let you pause or rewind or fast forward. Te- let me know. Okay. I don't know nothing about you no know, audio engineering. I'm just a, a humble screenwriter, uh, a dressmaker. Huh? Oh, uh, there. Dressmaker. I'm a dressmaker. I make dresses. That's what I do. Yeah, right. Now, did, did you also design um, Kid Rock's American flag poncho that he wore for the. <laughs> Okay, so you can you can see the tag on the end of it. Yes, I did. That was also yes. and that one I'm proud of. It looked beautiful. I mean, you know, some people think that's like a desecration of our national symbol, but Kid Rock looked fucking badass. Hey, uh, Kid Rock calls you up. He says, "Hey, I need a, a flag dress for Super Salad." I go, "Okay." <laughs> and that was okay. So you always you, for all of them, you thought they were going to a Super Salad. Look, a lot of the thing is, most of my clientele, to be perfectly honest, like I do movies, I do stage shows. 95% of it is people who are going to eat either super salad or soup plantation and just some sort of uh, formal wear for the occasion. And I'm not, uh, I don't ask questions because then they get offended. You know, maybe it's a religious thing. They're like, yeah, I dress up to go eat uh, moderately priced soups and uh, salads. Sure. We're not here to judge, you know, and That's you know what, what some people do. Kid Rock actually did use that to uh, go to a super salad. And You're kidding me. I'm not. And you can, if you watch closely at a Super Bowl performance, there is a tiny little stain, uh, uh, I believe a lobster bisque on the corner of it because he just didn't get it dry clean until afterwards. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's, it's noticeable. I wouldn't call it time. I mean, that's the, it's yeah, it's about the size of a football, I would say. Well, I like to downplay it because people think that's me as well. And it's not. I, that yeah, was all Rick, in. Rick, we don't. Oh, that was him. Oh, okay. And <laughs> yeah, that no, was no, him. Yeah, okay. That wasn't your fault. Like, no, it's not my fault. If you want to hear about well, something, you want to hear about something that was my fault? Yeah. Okay. So don't, you can just cut this out of the podcast. So one thing that actually was my mistake is I believe it was the year that, uh, Beyonce was, uh, was a few years ago. Right. Uh, so yeah. Bruno Mars wasn't supposed to be there at all. Bruno Mars, it was a mistake. I told Bruno, I was like, okay, what I need you to do, I need you to take a left at this one door and then go down this other hallway. And then I left a dress for Beyonce down there. And then he goes on the wrong fucking door. He's out on the field. He's out on the field embarrassing himself in front of everybody. And he brought all of his friends there too. And I just, I just didn't. I can't believe that's insane. I mean, Rick, you caused one of the great tragedies of our time 
Bruno Mars performing at the Super Bowl. I and you just admitted to it on this podcast. Oh, that that's not cut it out. Why it would you not cut? Why would you not? Please, just okay. Can you just like take a chunk out of the vinyl? How does it work? It's the vinyl is not such that you can chunk a piece out. It, I wish I've it was. Tried. I really I've think you should tried. try again. Take an exacto knife and just like okay. put it in one of the grooves. Rick, Rick, do what we do. Hit him with a psych. Say you were just kidding. But I can't now because you already said hit him with a psych, so they'll know that it. Okay, let me yeah. just. Okay, so all right, just just delete the last like fifteen seconds. Psych. <laughs> we can't. I don't know why he's asking. Psych. Okay. Oh, psych. A that's a big a psych, psych. Everyone, he did a good job, and he didn't do a bad job. Wow, that's right. Well, Rick, your story is fascinating. I'm sure we'll hear much more as as this as we continue to talk with you. But right now, we want to bring in our second guest. Um, this is someone who is, dare I say it, even more intimately involved with the very specific moment we're talking about. Emphasis uh, on intimate, I would say. That, uh, yes. Please welcome Dana Dobbs. Hi. Hi, guys. Oh my gosh. Hi. Hi. Thanks for welcome. having me. Of course. Now, I, when Greg told me exactly what you did regarding Janet Jackson's breasts, I couldn't believe we booked you. So let the people know what you did. Well, I just want to be, some people get excited first because when they hear Janet Jackson's breasts, they assume naturally I'm the person holding her breasts in, in the famous uh, Rolling Stone cover. And that's sure. not me. That's not you. That's not me. Do so, we know who that was? Um, I, I Rick, don't. was that you? <laughs> no, I, ugh, this is so embarrassing. I'm so sorry to see this. It was, no. it was an early job of my wife. Oh, oh, yeah. They're beautiful hands. Please tell her she did a beautiful. I will. Uh, hey, uh, Mila, did you hear? Did you hear that? Mila. Is it Mila Jovovich? Okay. Okay. So again, is your wife Mila Jovovich. Her name is Mila Jovovich, but it is not that Mila Jovovich. This. Oh is, my God! This must be hard for you guys going. It's actually. Out town. It's, it's kind of how we met, but it also uh, is not a fun thing for us to, to deal with. But that's I'm not. not the, Okay. I'm not mad at the pairing of Rick Santorum and Mila Jovovich. It's hard not to picture those two out for dinner at a super <laughs> yeah. salad. It, it yeah. just makes sense. It just <laughs> makes so I'm much glad sense. It makes sense to you all. Uh, oh, well, no, I'm so uh, that's that's amazing to know. No, I was connected to Janet in a different way um, and her and her breasts, uh, actually one breast. Um, I am hmm. the piercer of her right nipple. Wow. Oh. OK. Yes. So and I, so so you were the one who ins installed uh, or yeah. pierced uh, and added some jewelry to Janet's yes. nipple. Yes, the famous uh, flaming sun shield, as it's called, um, mm -hmm. that goes through the nipple and sort of flames out all around the nipple, frozen in a million screenshots. Um, yes. It, really the, the advent of, of uh, kind of screenshotting at the time. And mm -hmm. yeah, that, that came from my shop um, in Houston, and that's my handiwork. So. Wow. And now, you know, I think a lot of people at the time, myself included, thought that that was some type of sticker pasty. Yes. Uh, but you're telling me that it was semi-surgically inserted onto 
and in her body. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you get really in that Zoom, it's pixelated because it's 2004. Um, but you will see that it goes, it, it goes, it's like a, it's like a brooch. Like, um, you know how all men have a deep understanding of brooches. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. We're guys. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys you know get brooches. Yeah. Yeah. And breaks. yeah. So when you're pinning, <laughs> when you're pinning your brooch through, uh, it's same idea. It goes through and then it kind of just sits. Um, Wow. But yeah, kind of it's um it was it was not a big seller. It wasn't a big seller. Um mm-hmm. and 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 Janet kind of blew into my shop. Um I mean week of the bowl. Wow. wow. Sounds like she was leaving a lot of the planning to the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get the, the fucking shaft it and it's like, okay, plan like oh yeah. more than a week in advance. I mean well thank you very well, exactly, because I, I mean I was, first of all, it's, it, it, I, I was very flustered. It's Janet Jackson. She came in, she had the tit out so fast. Whoa. Uh, it was a lot, it was, I mean, what could be more overwhelming? I'm running my piercing shop and suddenly Janet Jackson flies in. She has a huge entourage with her. Mm-hmm. She, the, the tit is out. The ask is immediate. Oh. And I can bear, I'm, I'm, I did it, but is it my best work? No. I'm sorry. Did you say the cast of entourage was with her? The, yes, the cast wow. of Entourage was with wow. Wow. Okay, wow. interesting. Yeah. So we're talking Adrian Grenier is yes. walking in. Yes, we I have. Know. Grenier, we've got um, Dylan. We've got um, the other guys. And, yeah. and was Wahlberg there? Um, no, he was waiting in the car. He didn't. He didn't come in. Waiting in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, imagine on my end. There I am. I was cleaning up for the night. I was putting everything in the little jars of that look like formaldehyde to clean everything. Yeah, you use those like blue barbasol. <laughs> like, yeah, uh-huh. I put all my piercing needles and jewelry into those at the end of the night. I shake them all cool. around. Oh, and, cool. and then, so I'm cleaning up. And then, yeah, Janet and the cast of Entourage come flying in. And I don't know what I, exactly how fast that means, but it's fast. I don't know. And this is the most 2004 story I've ever heard. Yeah, were they on segways? <laughs> they were on segways. <laughs> yes, wow. Rick, Rick you nailed it. Well, so, Janet then, came to and, my studio on a segway too. So, and, and tell me this: she wouldn't get off even no. for, the, for the piercing. I'm sure she did her fitting on on for you on well, on her segway. I'm piercing a moving Janet Jackson on wow. segway. It's also kind of an insult to my profession, but I guess, you know, that's neither here nor there, but it's lopsided. I'm not in love with my work. And I think and you did a great do. job. Well, it I just want to. beautiful. Yeah. I think, I mean, it just, it's not exactly the claim to fame I was expecting, you know? And, mm. and suddenly I'm the, I'm the gal you go to for the right nipple. And in the piercing world, you never want to be pigeonholed like that, you know? I see. So this really hurt Rick's career, but did this help or hurt your career? Because you were pigeonholed, but you also are the go-to girl for right nipples. So I'll tell you what it, it netted out. It sure. My business went up. People knew me, people came to me, but guess what? People only want one nipple and that's half my income gone. Okay. Wow. Imagine that. Imagine if you're doing one ear, one, uh, and anything down the side. Or for Rick, one pant leg. One, right. exactly. You guys get one it. One pant leg would be the death of me. Exactly. I, I how? How? <laughs> how? 
Yeah. And so, sure, I it's nice to be known. Did I get invited to some parties? Absolutely. Did I make mm. close friendships with the cast of Entourage for a bit? Fab rules. Yeah, I noticed you have a picture of Kevin Dillon yes. behind you. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's it's yeah. actually from Johnny Bananas, who's the show within the show. Oh, so. I love right. Johnny Bananas. Yeah, you I wish they would that. just make that show. I was wondering why you brought that here. Yes. You brought that into our studio. Okay, I'm glad we touched on that. Oh, I bring yeah. it anywhere. Uh, it just that I I was a, I'll be honest, I was a little nervous. I don't do a lot of interviews, and oh, so I ch- I channel his charisma, his energy, his confidence uh, when I need. So, yeah, when I think whole... charisma, I think Kevin Dillon. <laughs> well, specifically, As Johnny Bananas. Johnny Bananas. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like how I keep uh, the hat Turtle War in episode 67 in my uh, left backside. Oh, my. So, oh, we both also worked. Yeah. So we, that's amazing. That's, that's amazing. amazing. And, and I, that's also unique because that's the, that's the exact style of, I believe it's a Trilby fedora, which is, is the fact. kind of shitty fedora that he, that Turtle War and Justin Timberlake was quite fun. Uh, uh, shitty is a subjective term. Sure. It was of the time. It was yeah. of the time. Yeah. In 2004, that was the coolest hat you could wear. And that's yes. always in your back pocket. Because huh? mm-hmm. you're in a pretty pretty involved back and spine brace right now and is that related to sitting on a lopsided hat no that is unrelated oh do you guys want to to get defensive no yeah yeah yeah, absolutely so prince calls me right (laughs) the call of a lifetime the call of a lifetime or at least i think he says i need a, a, a gown to wear to super salad and I'm like, yeah, I got you, Prince. Morning of oh, this... Super Style is making me starved. By the oh, me too. I'm famished for a big. Oh, let's go afterwards. I, let's go. Can we all go? Okay, oh, they still. If they're open. Fun. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. If not, we'll break down the doors. Uh, so anyway, he again. I should really note that if anyone's calling me in February or late January, it's probably Super Bowl and not Super Salad. But also, they got some seasonal wares. I don't know what they're dealing with. Who's so I get a nice? call. Prince telling me I need a gown for Super Salad. I'm like, okay. Day of the Super Bowl, he shows up. He's like, where's the fucking gown? I'm like, <gasps> I really thought I would have like an, I was going to do it real quick. And he's like, no, I need it for Super Bowl. I say, Okay, well then give me some time. He's like, no, I need it now. I'm like, okay, don't bring that attitude towards me. And I step to him because, you know, I'm like seven, two. I'm pretty oh, tall. Yeah, you're yeah, a big I man. Didn't... You're a large yeah. man. Prince yeah. is a short guy. So I was right. like, okay, I'm not going to take this guy's attitude. Next thing I know, he's beating up on me like a Tasmanian devil. This man's got speed. He's oh, fucking God. speedy Gonzalez with the punches. He's punching me in the stomach. He's punching me in the gut. He punches me in the back in like specific places. He's whirling around me like a fucking Acme cartoon. He kicks my ass in just just truly uh, oh, irreplaceable ways. Rick. Well, now I think so. I I think I saw the World Star video of that because doesn't he paint a tunnel on a wall really quick yes. and then you try to escape through the I tunnel? I wasn't going to mention that, but yeah, he he handed his phone to his friend Sinead O'Connor, by the way. <laughs> said Sinead, film wow. this Incre- incredible. Way to bury the lead, and my favorite he, anti-papist, Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. That's right. And she says, we're about to fight the real enemy. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. <laughs> and then he starts kicking my ass. I'm on the ground crawling away. I see a hole on the wall. I'm like, oh, there we go. The hole says, escape from Prince. I'm crawling over go. to it. I bonk my head on the fucking hole. It's, a, it's the wall. 
Oh my so, God. And I didn't have time to be like upset because I was really just like, whoa, it's impressive what Prince can do with acrylic in a few minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously. And in your recovery, was uh, did Mila Jovovich take care of you? And has she been helpful? Uh, she did. Yes. She uh, was very busy because I think this was at the same time she was filming uh, one of the Resident Evil films. Oh, so now yeah. you're right, Mila Jovovich. Actual. Wait a second. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. It's no, my wife, Mila Jovovich, is not the star of Resident Evil, but she was also involved in the production of Resident Evil. She did hand modeling. Oh, in the close up shots in Resident Evil of any actress, Mila Jovovich. I got that your wife isn't an actress. No, she was, she was uh, doing it for the zombies. Sometimes her hands are real fucked up. Wow. Oh, okay. So she had fucked up gross hands, and so she was able to just do zombie claws. That's right. Her hands wow. have tremendous range. I, I was going to say, what a career. Sometimes, career. You, you know how uh, Beyonce was like, I'm tired of being sexy, and how Alicia Keys was like, I'm going to stop wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. That's my wife with her hands. Sometimes mm-hmm. she hits it big, and then she's just mm-hmm. like, I'm sick of people objectifying my hands, and she goes the opposite way. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm rubbing these in dirt. I'm just going to start hitting stuff. Oh my God. Makes sense. Wow. You guys have really well, been through it. This well, is amazing. Dana, I mean, yeah. Rick has worked with all these celebrities, and you're saying you blew up, you became friends with the cast of Entourage. Did you get to pierce any other celebs? Or oh, what, yeah. Did you get your Prince call, as it were? I I did, but it was... Can, I wouldn't... Uh, it's tough. It was, it was, you know, it's 2004. Mm-hmm. And my mm-hmm. phone rings, and it's Roseanne. <laughs> In 04. <laughs> so she's between projects, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> not positive, but several, yeah. done, several decades between projects. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the show is wrapped. She's on a nut farm in Hawaii, I believe. That's right. He had yeah. a reality show. She hasn't show. quite become a judge on Last Comic Standing yet, so she's no. between her big two. Not a pariah hasn't been booted off her network show. Right. And yeah, um, but the call comes, what do you do? You know, I, who am I to judge an IMDb list that great? Um, yeah. And that is what I, all my metrics are based off of. Um, so you go by the star meter. Star meter, exactly. <laughs> Have you ever yes. had to turn someone down because they weren't high enough on the star meter? Ooh. Absolutely. I do not, do not dip below 109. Oh, um, okay. But mm. sorry, Jacob Tremblay. Okay. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> but, that's more of a legal issue for right. Me he's with a piercing. little kid. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I do felons. I can't pierce. Yeah, <laughs> he's a felon. Yeah, which you know we don't we don't have time to get into it here. No, but no, no. Jacob no. Tremblay is fully canceled. Okay, yes. that's it. Right, sorry. No, yeah. I, I don't even. Uh, well, let's go back to your room. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. But, uh, but yeah, I got the call. Um, she flew down. She wanted to fly out to Houston mm-hmm. um, to where my shop is, Houston Holes. Um, and Houston Holes? It, yeah, it's a piercing shop. Right. Uh-huh. No, we get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of wondering. I don't know. Do, do people ever come in expecting something else? Like what? Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, like what, Dev? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. 
I haven't you had just any. cut out that part of the cylinder or something. You can't cut oh, okay, so now you can cut out part of the cylinder. Oh, we can't. We can't. I, I don't know. I, maybe glory holes or something. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oh, oh I, I'm sorry. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you just assume because it's a piercing place that I'm I'm here to talk smut. I, I don't know. All I know is J- Jada Jackson wheeled into your place, whipped her breast out, and you went, oh, "Great, this feels like a normal day at work." Well, I guess it is. I guess you're right. I guess that's what's normal to me. Um, and she's not here to talk smut Devin. now please no. go ahead and finish this roseanne story that i'm sure so be very wholesome. she gets she wants a clip pierce so. okay. okay sure yeah wow sure <laughs> fellas roseanne walks into your piercing shop and wants her clip pierced what do she you do blows in she's oh got she's got a whole crew with her and before i know it the pants are down and uh, and she had up. the cast of Deadwood with her. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Roseanne yeah. runs deep. Yeah, yeah, so it's um, it's all um, fans is it's, there. Uh, all fans. Yeah, is McShane um uh the wife from uh, Breaking Bad? Um, yeah. yeah, Garrett Dillahunt was there as two different guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're and honestly, they're they're lit. They've clearly been out carousing mm-hmm. around Houston and they're amped and they're like, Roseanne, you're doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> I'm rattled. Of course I had closing up yet again. And, uh, and before I know it, Roseanne's pants are down around her ankles and she's in my chair. Like it's a damn OBGYN visit. She's ready. She's in it. the stirrups. stirrups. Yeah, I was going to say, I, is there a reason you have stirrups at the piercing place? Largely for this type of piercing, it just yeah. doesn't happen that often. And I'm usually sure. prepared uh, and I'm nervous as hell. Uh, mm-hmm. Who wouldn't be? It's it's one of the most famous clips. I mean, <laughs> this is, everybody knows this clip. I believe she is 87. Her clit is like 22 on the start. Yeah, movie. something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you and your friends, and I know we all do this, you sit around and go, okay, who's on your Mount Clitmore? Mm-hmm. And it's like... <laughs> Roseanne always comes up, you know. Easily a top four. Yeah. I remember being a kid and you do math and you always <laughs> hoped it would land on Roseanne's clit. <laughs> I, I hoped it would land on that uh, for my house because that was bigger than a shaft, you know. <laughs> you know, that's how we would play it. I don't know. Uh, uh, shack house mansion Roseanne's clit. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we didn't talk smut. No, um, yeah, I appreciate wait, wait. you guys respecting that. So I'm sorry, I feel like we didn't let you finish either. Oh uh, no, I pierced the clit, and um, again, it was it was a little rushed. Uh, at least it wasn't on the national stage days later, like oh. Janet's. Um, oh. But but no, I I felt I felt a little more prepared, uh, and and I and I did fine, and and I ended up going out with them and partying with uh, that Deadwood crew and Roseanne. Um, yeah, and and it was great. Um, how was uh, how was Olafans? He doing well? Um, he 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 was in rough shape. Um, oh, yeah, oh, that's he, so bad. pretty justified, I guess. Yeah, I you know. He he was very curious about like the piercings I'm less excited about, you know, the like the one the the like down the back weird kind, you know. Oh. 
<laughs> down the back weird guy. The down the back weird guy. I do it just know as what a, you're talking about. As appears so hard for me to say, it's a bit judgmental of my own. Yeah, I was, where, yeah. Where you, you get the hoops put in and you get swung around rooms by them as like a BDSM thing. Yeah, is uh, that BDSM? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess it's it's beautiful. Like it's either you know it's yeah. either. But it's uh, so yeah. then BDSM. There you go. Mm-hmm. I should have sent him your way. Yeah, he just had a lot of questions. You can't about send him my way again. No, Never talk to me again. Yeah, well, Oliphant is is on your shit list, Rick. No, I feel like we're getting. I keep. I shouldn't tell stories out of school. Oliphant called me up one day and said, "Hey, man, I need a suit for the Super Bowl." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. oh. So this time, this time you heard Super Bowl." Well, here's the thing. <laughs> what time of year was it? What month? It was August. So I'm like, okay, well, far in advance. And I'm like, cool, I got this. I make him a big mascot looking like the fox robot. And he shows up to my studio like, what the hell is this? I wanted a suit that I could wear to the soup plantation. And you bring me this fucking outfit. And I. Yeah. So he's. Did he pull on you? Did he pose? Did he shoot you? No, he didn't shoot me. (laughs) Oh, good. good, good. I was like, what do you mean by pull on me? It's a yeah. term they use in Justified. Oh. And Deadwood. Yeah, I can't watch yeah. those shows now. It's kind of ruined for me because I just think, man, he would be so mad at me. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. It's the same. I mean, I'm sure none of us can watch Roseanne, you know, because we're all <laughs> thinking about something else. You exactly. Know? Exactly. You know? There mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. yeah. And you want to watch it because it's so funny and timely and mm-hmm. because John Goodman looks so normal. That you want to tune in, but you can't, and it's sad. Well, and I'm a Lori Metcalf uh, completionist, so I have mm. to watch it. Mm. Yeah. Who isn't? Uh, first of all, and so that means you're a big Horace and Pete fan. Oh, you know it. Everyone involved, everyone there did a great job. I have yes. no notes. Now, do you have to watch every episode of a show? If she's only in some. How how complete are we talking? Look, the IMDb, uh, they don't really specify which one she's not in. So I'm just He's watching them. And I'm like, there are some episodes where I'm like, she's not in it. And it's been 22 minutes. She better be in this last date. And no. when she's not, I get mad. Oh, I don't blame you. I completely uh, agree. We got to get Lori on this show, Greg. Oh. Well, yeah, we just got to have her have a big gas. <laughs> a big Can you imagine? Gas. Can you imagine how ablaze the web would be if Lori Metcalf had a, had a little gas? Oh I wouldn't get off Twitter that day. I'd have to defend her. Yes, would, would. yes, we would all come to her aid yes. and say, no. Lori no. Hollis would, would be out in force. <laughs> Lori Nation, 10,000 strong. That's right. <laughs> well, well, we're going to take a short break, and then, uh, and then we're going to be back with some final thoughts on Nipplegate and the Super Bowl when we come back. Great. Welcome back. And you pass me that bisque? Yeah. Yeah. We're all we're all sharing one big, I guess you'd call this a terrine of bisque. <laughs> it was like you were taunting me, but it mm. smells so lobstery. It's amazing. Uh, this is a and Rick, I want to say this is a coincidence. This sure. we didn't even know you were responsible for that bisque stain on okay. Kid I'm sure. So just in, try and to get past that and enjoy Okay. It. What's with the because Greg went to the bathroom and he came back in a bot with the bar shirt. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What's that about? Well, I <laughs> fell in the toilet, obviously, and I had I keep 
some of my like less fancy shirts in the bathroom in case I fall in the toilet. Less fancy? That looks like the kind of shirt I wear to a soup plantation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so less fancy. Starting okay. to realize I've been approaching soup plantations all wrong. I, really I sort of. I kind of rolled up there on a Sunday afternoon and whatever I got on, you know? Yeah, no, me too. Also, what is the the difference? I mean, I know it, of course, but as we all think between a super salad and a soup plantation. (laughs) I think the difference is I've heard of soup plantation. Okay, that's largely my understanding is one exists exists and one doesn't in my reality. One isn't so big in Los Angeles. Got uh, it. But that's also the one that's less offensively named, so. Sure, 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 sure. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, we're going to close out here with a segment that we like to do from time to time called uh, If I Could Do One Thing Differently. And this is where we just reflect on our experiences at this particular event and just say, gosh, if I could have changed one thing. Uh, so, Greg, do you have something that you wish you could have changed about this experience? Yeah, I mean, it, it was tough. I had such a promising football career and obviously i feel like if i get in that game my life could have been very different you know um so it's tempting for me to say i wish i hadn't have tuned into the halftime show from the locker room and seen that and become inconsolably horny <laughs> but so i don't horny that you couldn't finish the game yeah mm-hmm. i don't think that's it because i do think it was a good halftime show and i'm glad i watched it as the producer of that time show Thank you. You're welcome, buddy. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe I just would have, you know, you watch a lot of football movies and interviews and stuff, and it's a lot about like gutting it out and playing through the pain. So I think I would have just played. I think I should, I think I could have played in the condition I was in. I guess fully erect. Fully erect. I guess it would have been a little bit vulnerable, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Use it. I don't think that use it. Use it. Use the horniness. That's what I should have done. You know, there's a reason boxers don't have sex before the fight. You know, they're using that testosterone. It's like Uh, when they don't get after the fight. (laughs) That's right. When the guy who played D'Angelo on the wire was the kicker in the water boy, and this is such a deep cut, but he would picture the ball as things he was mad at, like a Klansman's head or something. And I could have done that. The goalpost could have been Janet Jackson's one exposed breast. And that would have been like, I have to get my team to that. I just made 11 references in four seconds. No, I'm really... Yeah, I'm glad you were able to bring Klansmen into this. That was nice. <laughs> hey, I know. We were having a nice conversation about soup plantation. <laughs> and I ruined it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, that's, that's you know, that makes sense, Greg. For me, you know, if I could have done anything differently, because obviously I came away having produced such an elaborate halftime show and just disappointed that no one took, you know, remembered any of the other pageantry that I had set up. So I guess if I could go back and change something, I would have had Nelly drive in in a bigger fake car. <laughs> I think I would have just, he was already, that's my main regret. When I, when I run through it and I'm like, what could have changed this? I'm like, I think if the car was big enough, no one would remember the breast. That's no so one would true. remember the nipple. It's you like know? how Pharrell started wearing that really big hat. 
Thank you, Rick. Exactly. MK Ultra. That's right. So it's not. It's not checking with uh, anyone closer to the artist to just make sure no. nothing squirrely is going to happen. No, or- it's not confirming with the FCC. Hey, we actually have a pretty specific thing planned. We've been rehearsing it for weeks. This is okay, right? Uh, it's right. clearly an intentional piece of the show. Uh, yeah, it's a big car. It's a big car. <laughs> here's what I'll say. I'm Justin Timberlake. I see Nelly roll up in the biggest car I've ever seen. I'm so flustered. I don't know what I'm. I miss. I'm, yeah, I'm, ripping, I'm ripping a hubcap off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Frankly, I don't even know if we would have gotten to Kid Rock running out of the poncho if the audience had oh. lost their minds at the sight of Nelly in a slightly larger car. Which I also mean, would be good for me. Yes. Exactly. It'd be good for all of and us. And me, I mean, and me. Yeah. yeah, ruined all of our lives. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't see a, frankly, don't see a cameraman panning away from that car. I mean, they're only human. Yeah. No. I don't, Not unless they <laughs> want to riot in every yeah. Yes, so so that's my regret. Yeah, that's yeah, it. I get um, it. Rick, you know, you've had a lot of time to reflect on this. What do you think? Yeah. What would you What would you do differently? You know, every time I uh, think about this event, I do come back to one thing I could have done to change it, which is uh, just to say what when she said when I thought she was saying super salad, I just go what, and she goes Super Bowl. And then I go, oh. And no, Rick, don't beat yourself up. Oh, man. Come we can on. play this what if game forever <sighs> where we go into a whole alternate reality. I just, I really think I could have nailed this, could have been great. Cause he tried to do the tip thing and he just looked like a fool because nothing would come off. Cause I would have stapled it down. I would have used gorilla glue. I would have uh, sealed it. I would have sewn right. it together as opposed to, I just throw on some double sided tape that I was already, I was, it was previously used. Cause I'd hung up some lights on my wall, but I didn't want to nail down the wall because I'm renting. So I used double-sided tape to hang up some lights, and I took landlords. It down. Am I right? I mean, oh, don't get me started. My landlord's the worst. <laughs> That's and right. Every few days, I email him, just like, "Okay, don't get on my shit, Channing. I'm going to get you your money." And he's always what's Channing's last name? Yeah. What's Channing's last name? Look, I don't want to. It's Tatum. It is. Oh. It is Channing Tatum. You okay. got us. You must understand from our perspective that this is really starting to pile up. Yeah. Oh no! Here's the crazy thing. It is that Channing Tatum. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he, landlord. Uh, I know. He's a really good one, though. He's one of the good ones. Oh. Good. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, like Dax and uh, Kristen. Yes. 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 He yeah. let us come to uh, the Magic Mike premiere. As long oh. as, uh, you know, he still made us, you know, hand out popcorn to people. But he was like, you can sit. Oh. The, you can just well, he made a stand in the back, but we did get to see the movie. It's so, that That's pretty yeah. good. Ruled. Wow. Well, I, you know, again, I really don't think you can blame yourself for not taking that extra second to check uh, and verify a, a crucial detail on one of the most important phone calls of your professional life. Okay, then I won't. Okay, great. Cool. Okay. My conscience is clear. Dana, what is it? What's the what's the regret? What do you, what would you change? Uh, well, first of all, I want to say, Rick, I, I, even though I'm so sorry that, you know, the, we both experienced this fallout, I'm grateful you didn't go with Gorilla Glue and a lot of those materials you mentioned because it would have irritated the hell out of that piercing. I imagine. And I didn't, I would not have been able to handle a lawsuit, uh, which I'm sure would have been coming my way. From, yeah, from Janet Jackson? Uh, yeah, an inflamed right tit is, I. Yeah. that's every piercer's one of the 
one of their worst nightmares. I was in a band named In Flame Right Tit in middle school. Oh, uh, uh, sick, no. sick. Sick. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I think as I reflect back and uh, really replay it all, again, it was just all so fast, um, yeah. the, the experience itself, and I was just caught off guard. And I think I would have not pushed such a truly hideous piece of jewelry on her. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I was wondering because it is ugly and looks bad. And I made I think it. It's nice. I I made it. Um and right. I was at the time really trying to get my nipple jewelry business off the ground separately. Uh you know, Houston Holes wasn't exactly thriving and I was hopeful um that maybe tit jewelry named TB, TBD uh would would help uh, and it didn't because it, that piece of jewelry was universally reviled by me included. So mm. I think I would have just done a simple, uh, you know, a gold hoop, anything, a, a really anything other than what that image is screenshotted for all of the time on the internet. Um, yeah. And, and that's, yeah, that's probably my biggest regret. Wow. Who could blame you, you know, yeah. but I think we all were able to take some valuable lessons away from this experience, you know, mm. and, and it shaped us moving forward. Don't you think? I mean, yeah. Well, oh, I wait. didn't learn a great lesson. I pushed that same uh, son yes. on Roseanne. And oh, you did? So <laughs> back that what Roseanne has. <laughs> and it is cumbersome, and I don't know yeah. how she lives with it, but it is, I couldn't help myself. Wow. I, I don't even understand the geometry of that. Neither do I. I do. Listeners. I do. <laughs> you said it pokes? Yeah, the sun rays poking out. Uh, it's not. It's not for the crotchal region, but well, maybe I'll learn a lesson someday. Who knows? Well, listeners, maybe you makes you stronger, like the Roseanne theme song says. That's right. <laughs> yes. uh, listeners, go ahead and Google image search uh, Roseanne sun clip piercing, um, and just see but what comes up. It might help you understand the physics of what we're talking about. Do not Google Roseanne's. Sons clit jewel. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> disgusting. That oh, is Lord. Oh, you only make that mistake once. Oh, wait, Rick, was that Rick? you? <laughs> was that you, Dana? Oh, did the sons uh, did that? Yes. Oh, that yeah. was a no for me. You fucked up. Look, I'm with you. I I almost I couldn't hate my work more. In all honesty, <laughs> I think that goes for all of us. Yeah. It seems like we all have a real love hate yeah. relationship with everything we do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And I'm going to drown my sorrows at my beloved Super Salad with you guys later. And We're headed let's, there right uh, now. You're going to let's, the Super Bowl? No, <laughs> no, no, Rick, Rick. We'll explain it in the car. Don't Rick. worry. Hey, Rick, you're getting okay. a phone call. Your phone's blowing up. It says you're getting a call from L. Kravitz and K. Perry. Oh, this could be big for you. <laughs> oh, no, I think it's a follow up. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, I gotta take this. Take okay. it. Go ahead, take it. Uh, take okay, it. hello. Yeah. Oh, no. the, the double sided tape didn't stick together. Oh, brother. What? Uh, Left shark? What? <laughs> I, I gotta call you back. I'm sorry, I'm on a podcast. Uh, you made the right choice. <laughs> yeah, thanks. You you would have gotten in the weeds on that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Dana, Rick, thank you both so much for coming and telling your stories to us. Thanks, um, you know, at this time, uh, we just we'll uh, we'll start with uh, Dana. I don't know if there's anything you'd like to promote on the pod. Uh, let us know. 
Um, yes, swing on by Houston Holes. Uh, we're still open, uh, and I am open now late. So open late. So yeah, when you're closing when people come in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, good. Yeah. Now, Rick, how about you? Any any promotions at this time? Uh, I honestly think I'm going to be shutting down the dress shop. So oh, probably yeah. not that. I, I I think I I'd like to find something new to do, but uh, yeah, nothing to promote in that uh, field anymore. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, there you have it. It's our first celebrity gaffe. It's Nipplegate 2004. I think we covered it. And I think this episode was sexy and fun and clickbait. Mm. Well, there you go, pigs. You piggies. Slop it up. We put the slurp it up. Oink, oink. Oink, oink. Piggies. And remember to burn down Devin's landlord's house. That's right. Goodbye. (laughs) 